0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 39 of PlayStation Unchained. Uh, I'm your host for this week, Michael Harrods, and joining me is uh, Glenn Gordon. Hi, Glenn. How's it going, mate?
1: Pretty good. I'm stealing Ben's spot.
0: Yeah, we should probably mention uh, Ben, that's um, a.k.a. Chili, Ben a whole. My other half on the podcast is taking a well known break uh, from the site for about a week, so um, he should hopefully be back for episode 40, another milestone, but yeah. Glenn, hope you're doing well, man, because you know no doubt I'll be listening to his podcast uh, when it's finally up. Um, cool, and um, good to have you back again, Glenn. You're becoming, like a, you're becoming a staple, man, part of a furniture for Unchained. Thank you.
1: <laughs> don't, don't sit on me, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy to be furniture. <laughs> Thank you. And uh,
0: joining me, myself and Glenn, is of course uh, our fellow Brit writer, uh, Paul Kelly. How's it going, Paul? I'm good, yes. Yeah. Good to be back on. Yeah, man. Good to have you. Uh, a little bit tired today because we you were up early for a suit fitting, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good cool, man. And uh, for a wedding, so that's good. Uh, yeah, me and Paul are a bit knackered, both knackered today. I'm suffering from the effects of a low carb diet and lots of cardio, but there we go. <laughs> it's summer. I want my abs back. <laughs> well okay it's gonna be summer soon should i say the weather today is terrible man we're, just, we're getting gals over here seriously it's like they said they forecast a heat wave and we get this it's just crazy but hey if you can't take a joke then don't live in england that's what i say
1: <laughs> well, wait is it uh, raining or, or what what's going on raining
0: blowing a gal you name it man we've got it <laughs> crazy oh let's get on with some news then guys uh first up is a rumor from uh monday uh this was bank holiday in the uk so things were a bit slow uh This was uh, uh, written by Steven Williamson. Uh, New PS4 IP features killer graphics said to be better than Ubisoft's Snowdrop engine. Uh, Steven writes, with uh, with E3 kicking off in just over a month, rumours of soon-to-be-announced PlayStation 4 titles are gathering pace. The latest such tidbit of information, this time from from alleged industry insider Hassan Rashid, is about the first-party PlayStation exclusive that he says features killer graphics and an Eastern influence. Uh, this uh, Rashi took the, um, Twitter to um, leak these details, uh, which he says uh, the graphics are better than what we've seen with Ubisoft's Snowdrop engine, which is being used for the glorious looking Watchdogs and Tom Clancy's The Division um, this uh, this, actually, this guy has um, leaked a lot of stuff lately and I'm, from what I've um, from what I gather, he's actually quite um, on the mark with his um, uh, reports but obviously treat this as a rumour for now but um, wow, I mean not much to go on, but you know, obviously, Watch Dogs is a great-looking game and the division as well. That's that, that's that's quite an ambitious uh, ambitious project. So, um, I'm excited about this. I don't know what, I have no idea what it could be, but an Eastern influence sounds quite intriguing. Obviously, it's a be a break from the usual, um, you know, the influx of Western titles we get. So, I, I'm I'm excited. Uh, that's uh, much more I can say on that. How about you guys? Uh, let's start with uh, you, Paul. I'm pretty sure at some point ps4
2: exclusives were a lot better than watchdogs which is a cross-gen multi-platform game yeah but it's just like i'm sure it's subjective because obviously things like uh style and things like that you know some games are a lot better than others to different people so
0: yeah true
2: whether this game even exists is another <laughs> matter entirely so
0: i'll treat the rumor with sort of as it is a rumor a pinch of salt yeah yeah <laughs> cool fair enough uh how about you glenn
1: you know, I am really happy at hearing new PS4 IP. You can take out the rest of it, and I wouldn't care. New PS4 IP, that makes me happy. Um, the killer graphics said to be better than Snowdrop. Yeah. Drop. Eh, you know, this is the opinion of one person um, who is, I guess, an insider. And so it, it means very little to me. Um, the fact that it's going to look great, I think, is a plus, but... Again, these are some great-looking games here, Watch Dogs and and, um, The Division and those things that have Snowdrop. So for one person out of nowhere to say, hey, this looks better than Snowdrop, you know, it's like, how how much of this have you really seen, for one? And for two, is that, am am I going to think that too? You think that. Am I going to think that as well? So like like you guys said, uh, it's something that should be taken with a pinch of salt. And um, either way, new PS4 IP... Looks great. I'm happy.
0: Totally agree, man. Totally agree. Hopefully we'll get some new IP at E3, um, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, Next up, um, well, funnily enough, this is another one from um, uh, Rashid, who is called... uh, His name is um, Fuway. Uh, That's what he's called on Twitter. Uh, This one is uh, concerning um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, of course, which is this year's um, COD game uh, announced last week. Um, He claims that the um, PS4 is... um, going to be the definitive edition of the game and xbox one is not the lead platform uh he says um uh, this is all quotes here also i want to say one thing to all the xbox one fans that keep telling me call of duty is uh, times one lead platform it's not it's a marketing deal here's the part you should pay attention to developers inside infinity ward prefer the ps4 majority will use it to play at home put that inside your head developers who made the game majority will play the game on ps4 at home with friends a uh, uh, user um, hit back saying that this may not apply to Sledgehammer Games because these are the, this is the studio who, of course, is making Advanced Warfare. Uh, he replied, "So cute. If you think the PS4 version won't, won't be, if you think the PS4 version won't be the definitive console version, technically, I have some bad news. So there we go. PS4 version is the definitive edition of the game. Um, this is. Uh, I'm not, If this is true, again, pinch of salt. But um, if this is true, I'm not really surprised because the PS4." obviously is the um I hate getting into this territory but it is technically the most advanced console of the two and it's also currently the best selling and um it's um I think we're going to see more certainly this generation unlike the last one where its Xbox 1 was the uh, sorry Xbox 360 was the lead platform for much of its early life I think we're going to see it's it's going to be a reverse with this generation with the PS4 taking the reins of the lead platform and um I mean Call of Duty has always been associated with Xbox more than PlayStation, I think, especially last generation. But I think this this we might see a a bucking trend on this one, actually. But it's interesting that the uh, I I think I remember reading that the um, DLC is going to be timely exclusive on the Xbox again, so that's obviously staying in place. But I still think that um, uh, yeah, I I still think things are going to be changing around in terms of like the what uh, consoles leading, and um, I mean you only really have to look at the sales for one thing. And, um, yeah, um, I mean, again, nothing official yet, but there we go. Um, uh, What do you think about this one, Glenn?
1: Um, You know, I'm not a huge Call of Duty guy. Um, Call of Duty doesn't impress me. (laughs) Uh, That said, I I will actually comment about it this time. Um, Call of Duty, uh, this isn't really new news to me. I, I feel like I've heard this before. Um, where, where, Activision was saying, Hey, we're going to go on the PlayStation as the lead console, which makes sense. I mean, think about it last generation, Xbox 360 was the lead console. Xbox 360 yeah. had the larger audience. Um, yeah. they, you, you were, gonna, you were always going to sell and it had the stronger network and Microsoft's network is great, uh, for, for the Xbox and playstations isn't bad, but it's just not as great. Um, so you had that for the Xbox 360, and even though the PS3 was the more t- the, the technically superior console, um, it had the lower uh, the lower amount of people using it. So obviously, Activision is going to go for the one where they can probably make the whole, the best sales as the lead console. Um, here, PlayStation's already proved itself proven itself to be uh, to have the larger audience. Just six months out of the eight, it's already sold uh, past seven million, probably past seven and a half million by now. And uh, we actually don't know how many the Xbox One has sold. So here we are again in the same situation where Activision's looking at the two and saying, hey, this one has the larger audience. Um, And the the fact that developers are are using the PS4 version at home, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, sure, a lot of people like the PlayStation 4 a little more. Um, It's technically superior. It has more gamer-focused features. But um, they could be using it at home because, you know, that's what they're used to using at work. I mean, that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, but I am, yeah. I am glad to, to see that the PlayStation now has a, a shot at this. Um, as for the DLC, I'm not surprised that it's still the same way. If Activision is going to turn now and say, hey, PlayStation 4 is the lead console, you can bet that Microsoft is going to want to hang on to something. They're gonna to want to hang on to something. They want Call of Duty, and they want they want these things to be focused on Xbox and Xbox's audience. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that that's what they want. But what I want to know um, from this is, going forward, how will this affect Call of Duty? Will people start looking at Call of at, at PlayStation 4? Period. Will consumers start looking at PlayStation 4 as the lead console? Uh, in the same way that developers will, because if so, then it can be. Um, we we saw what happened with Respawn and EA with Titanfall. We we had EA coming back saying we kind of regret doing that now. You know, is is it going to turn into a um, a worse deal for the developer to have the DLC go to Xbox in the same manner? Yeah. We don't know. That's what I that's what I kind of want to see. Um, if that will happen with this time?
0: Very cool um, comments there, Glenn. I, I agree. Uh, Paul, how about you? Uh, not, I don't think there's much we can add, though. But... <laughs> not really, no. Um, the only
2: thing I will say is I just hope that the all the versions of Call of Duty Advanced Warfare run better than Ghosts because I have actually played Call of Duty Ghosts since Alas, was on the podcast and it runs horrendously on PS4. Oh, yeah. The frame rate is horrendously bad. It just keeps dropping and it's sort of it's sort of worrying that a game like Call of Duty, which isn't known to be the most technically advanced game, struggles on the PS four. And yeah, that's more of an yeah. sort of more of a indictment on the developer more than anything. I know Infinity Wards had a lot of problems obviously with a lot of staff leaving and things like that. And now the merger we've never soft. So I hope Sledgehammer can at least get the game running properly. And I think that should be the focus before picking choosing what platform they play on and that.
0: I think this one's meant to be very um, next-gen focused, isn't it? I mean, it is coming out on... um, It's also coming out on PS3 and 360, but I'm pretty sure... I think... um, Well, actually, no, I don't think. I did... I read that another studio is handling the the current or last-gen, whatever you want to call it, ports of the game. So, hopefully, they'll be able to put far more effort into, you know, optimising this for next-gen, especially in comparison to Battlefield 3. Obviously, different studios, but just to, you know, compare. So, yeah... um, Okay, moving on, guys. Uh, Deep Silver to reveal two unannounced AAA games at E3. Uh, this one's fairly. Uh, can't really mu- add much more to this. Uh, the uh, the details were broke um, by a Forbes technology writer um, on Twitter, uh, just saying Deep Silver will have two unannounced AAA games to show us at E3. Uh, it's at this point where we can speculate what they could be. I don't think it will be a new Metro title because they've got Metro of uh, uh, the uh, HD con- uh, the re-release of uh, Metro. Um, Last Light and the one before it I can't remember the name it was...
2: 2033
0: Yeah that's it that one I think it's Metro Rideau Or something like that it's called Yeah Yeah. Um, so I don't think it'd be Another Metro game Because I've shown that already um, My money's on um, um, Ernest actually writes Another Saints Row deadline sequel or Completely new IP um, My money would likely to be On a new IP I think Or possibly They're publishing um, Dying Light Because uh, that's from Techland The uh, creators of um, Dead Island So I don't really think We're um, seeing a new um, Dead Island game I think it might. If anything, it would be a new IP or another Saints Row. Um, apparently, Saints Row is stopping after. Uh, is now stopped after the last one. The uh, um, Saints Row was it Saints Row Four? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, Saints Row Four. Um, but according to because um, I, I don't really follow the Saints Row series, my mate um, Tim's a big fan. He, he this is what he told me actually. But um, apparently, it's stopping. But I don't know. I, I think they got. Um, I think that series has still got plenty of legs. Definitely, yeah, they could bring it back to basics if they wanted to. I am sure they could do more stuff a bit. But I've still, there's money to be made in that thing. But yeah, I think um, I'm leaning towards a new IP. I definitely don't think Dead Island or Metro is in the is on the cards for the reasons I explained. Um, uh, what do you think, Paul? What do you reckon is likely?
2: Uh, new IP. Yeah,
0: I think yeah. Cool, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> You don't reckon it'd be—you um, don't reckon Dead Island at all or anything?
2: No, because of dying light, like, same developer, similar type of game.
0: Yeah, so no. plus um, Riptide was pretty lame. I thought, I've um, never played of them, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was very well received. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Glenn, how about you, pal?
1: Um, I think that I would really like to see some new IPs. You know, this whole... I've been very vocal over on RDGH about how I feel about the console war business and the whole fanboy business. Um, yeah. But a, a lot of this discussion on, on both sides is that oh there aren't any new games ps4 doesn't have any games or xbox one doesn't have any games and it's like first of all the ps4's list of games is longer than the xbox ones okay i'm sorry that's just how it is take a look you can google it um second of all it's the beginning of the life cycle of of these two consoles They're, they're only six months old so of course they're not going to have very many games um but despite that bit of ignorance from the fanboy type, um, mm-hmm. I- I'm really glad now to hear about new IPs. That's it's like that's what we've been waiting for all this time information about new IPs. What are we going to be playing on, on these hundreds of dollars boxes? Um, so yeah. definitely E3 new IPs. I think that's a great recipe for uh both consoles.
0: Cool, man. Well, um. We've got uh, – I agree with you, by the way. We've got two um, stories here to combine because they're based on delays, unfortunately. Uh, first up is The Elder Scrolls Online. This has been delayed by, delayed by six months, so this could potentially slip into early next year. There's been no official announcements on when it, when it will come up, but they say six months. So technically you could say around late November, December, but who knows. Um, this is for the PS4 and Xbox One versions, obviously. The PC version was um, – it wasn't very really well received. It had a lot of bugs and stuff. People were complaining about the uh, the kind of like the um, the subscription and everything like that, and a lot of, some of the gameplay, basic gameplay components as well. Um, it's, it's been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, the next one is one we mentioned uh, just recently in the Deep Silver story is Dying Light, which is the uh, parkour slash zombie title. Uh, this was originally due out um, in an unspecified time frame this year, but it's now been pushed back until February next year. So we won't be seeing that till 2015. This is a no-brainer for me. The Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I'm not a big online gamer, but Elder Scrolls does interest me a lot. But after seeing what happened with the PC version, I think this is the best thing that could have ever happened. I know there's been a lot of said about what they're offering. I haven't actually read it into the story itself and what they're doing because I know they've they got some sort of digital. They got some sort of red, redep uh, I, I I got the paragraph in front of me now. Um, uh, there's like a charge or something and you can do when it's like to upgrade or transfer characters or something like that. I'm sure one of you guys has read it already. But yeah, um, I think it's... Um, there's no way that that game would have been ready. If they had launched it, it would have been a disaster on consoles. Um, so yeah, I welcome the delay because people um, the fans definitely deserve the best that they can get. And I hope that they do polish it up. I do, because it's got such potential. And Dying Light, this um, disappointed me because I was quite looking forward to this. I was hoping it would have been out... Um, sooner rather than later, but um, this has been pushed back. Um, well, I can tell you why. It says, uh, the uh, publisher said a statement um, saying that, the new data shows we can fully realize our vision of an innovative open world game. We won't need to make more compromise or trade-offs for any of the five platforms we're working on. For you, it means an outstanding original game that makes for way more worthwhile. So that's the shame old spiel we hear, you know, need more time, we want to make it the best we can, yada, yada, yada. So, um, Yeah. That's a shame, but hey, this game is looking great as well. I know it's another zombie game, but the parkour spin should inject some much-needed um, variation into the um, pot. Hopefully, um, what do you reckon about this, guys? Uh, Glenn, let's start with you. Uh,
1: another day, another delay. Basically, another mm-hmm. two delays. We, we've seen a lot of delays we this have. time around, and um, you know, the two both companies did uh, t- took some steps to try and make it simpler to develop for each console. like You remember the whole tr- Time to Triangle thing from Mark Cerny uh, early on. And I feel like it's still just something that developers are trying to get used to. They're still feeling these consoles out. They're still um, trying to determine what the best approach is toward developing on them, even with their simpler architectures. Um, so hopefully we don't see too many more. Hopefully we have more developers learning from other developers' mistakes. Um, as for Bethesda, okay, I'm, I'm not a big Bethesda person. In fact, I freaking hate Bethesda. And no, um,
0: no, no, no. I, <laughs> how could you say that? <laughs> my
1: my first my first Bethesda game was Skyrim, and I took the PS3 version, and oh, right. I saw how I saw how they handled the PS3 version, and I saw how they handled the PR, or, or I guess a better term would be, I saw how they didn't handle the PR. Um, coming off of their mistakes with the console versions. And, you know, yeah, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim had a bunch of bugs, and, and you know, it's a huge world you can't help but have some bugs. You know, there's some, um, some of them were funnier than others, like the flying horses, and, you know, you get hit by a giant, you go rocketing into the sky, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's funny, I guess. But then you have bugs that literally break the game. Like, you just can't. You, there's no way you can play like that kind of bug. And I feel like they—I feel like somewhere along the way they rushed. Because what, what I've been hearing is that they knew how broken Skyrim was. And, um, and you know, they released it anyway because it was so important to have them release on November 11, 2011. 11, 11, 11, and all that marketing stuff. But then they went and released a broken game and apparently they didn't know how to fix it. And there was like no news for the customers and... I went on their forums myself and I had moderators who were rude and uh, entitled and, and talking about, you know, why you have no, you should not be rude to us or and you, you shouldn't be upset with us and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I know they're just forum moderators. They have nothing to do with the game itself usually, but, you know, you're representing the company. When you're, when you're handling customers, you're representing the company, period. And, and just the way... The way the whole thing was handled, I have absolutely no faith in Bethesda whatsoever. Um, I'm happy this time that they seem willing to delay the game, at least, and try to get it right. Um, I feel at least like they've learned a little from that. The I, I'm also kind of happy that they're releasing it on Mac, too, because I happen to be a Mac user. Other than that, you know, all the bugs and stuff, it's beta. Bugs are going to happen. I hope they straighten it out, because from what I was able to play, Skyrim was a lot of fun. It was a really good game. Um, I just hope Bethesda does it right this time, because I have This to, time. This time. I'm saying this time, and, and I, have, I have no faith in that company whatsoever. Oh
0: wow, that's some fair points, man. I didn't have the uh, experience of the whole um, Skyrim debacle on PS3, because I got it on the 360. Uh, yeah, they built yeah, I know. it... Uh,
1: (laughs) What I understood was they built it for the 360, and then they ported it to both PC and uh, PS3, which seems backwards for me. Usually usually on a game like this, you build it for the PC and port it to the consoles. PC, yeah. So I I don't understand what they were doing. I don't. But (laughs) just get it right, Bethesda. Just get it right this time, please.
0: Yeah, um,
1: anything on Dying Light before we move over to Paul? Dying Light I have not heard too much on. Again, it's just another zombie game, I guess. You know, I played a zombie board game the other day. It, it was actually quite fun, despite the presence of zombies, which actually had it added absolutely nothing to the game. It was just, it was just a zombie theme. I'm, I'm tired of zombies. But um, like okay. you said, the parkour spin is kind of cool. Um, I, I'm, I like yeah. parkour. So, I'm, I'm interested to see what comes of it. I hope that VK2 can recover from the delay epidemic that seems to be going around.
0: Well said, man. Uh, finally, Paul, how about you?
2: I knew that The Elder Scrolls Online was going to be crap. And <laughs> the delay doesn't really surprise me because the Feds are awful at releasing games that don't have bugs because every game I've played of those has bugs. And they are horrible bugs. Like Fallout 3 a brilliant game. I love Fallout 3, but yeah. probably one of the worst but, but games I've ever played in terms of bugs. And then New Vegas is even worse than Fallout 3, which is an amazing mm. feat, I think. Mm, I sad. know Bethesda did fell that like themselves, but still, and as for Dying Light, no comment on that. I've not really seen anything of it, so...
0: Okay. Cool. <laughs> Fair play, guys. Well, now this uh, we're moving on to uh, an interesting one. Uh, this was written by Carl Peral. Um on May eighth, uh, Titanfall up and running on PS4 season cider. Uh, this was oh, excuse me. Oh, this, I'm <laughs> tired. Uh, in case you didn't go, <laughs> no, I wasn't saying. Oh, Titanfall. Oh God, I'm so bored. No, nothing to do with Titanfall. Um. I'm just tired. Uh, Titanfall is going multi-platform, and the build is, uh, is running on PlayStation 4, and it's industry inside of Tidex. Uh, Tidex, whose reputation has been built on a series of leaks and hints to NeoGAF, tweeted today the following, uh, quote, Titanfall is going multi-platform, a build of Titanfall is up and running on PS4. Uh, it's worth noting, however, Carl says, uh, previously Tidex leaked information about PS4 firmware updates, including the technical nature of screenshot and video recording share uploading to sources other than Facebook and other features. He or she also said that and told us that Uncharted 4 will be shown at E3, though that's far from the left field call. Cool. Uh, regardless, anything marked as a rumour which Titan 4's assistance PS4 certainly is should be taken for what it is, an unconfirmed report. That said, fellow tipster uh, famous Mortimer who tells us EA is sorely sorry for taking Microsoft's money over a PS4 release seems to echo what Titus has heard or knows. Um, this seems to be never-ending. The whole Titanfall thing. Um, I, uh, I, I I believe it's, it's sold quite well um, on the um, across Xbox and PC, but I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure about the intricacies. I haven't to be to be entirely. Honest, I haven't really followed the intricacies of Titanfall and what, what's exclusive, what's not, who owns what, and everything. As far as I know, I understand that they're likely to make sequels multi-format rather than the first game, but. If this guy is on the money, which to be fair he has been, especially uh, as Carl pointed out via uh, firmware stuff, then well, you know, then it looks like it is coming to PS4. But uh, like I said, I- I'm not the man to go for um, for Titanfall. But I imagine if it does happen, of course it will be a major blow to Microsoft. I think, and it will de- I'm sure it will definitely um, be a major release for PS4. Um, I don't know if they're going to add anything to it or not, but that'd be quite uh, that'd be quite a coup for them. Um, what do we? Uh, what do um, you guys think? Um, are you more up on Titanfall than me? Um, I'm pretty sure
2: they would have had Type 4 run on PS4 anyway to test the engine more than anything because I'm pretty sure I remember hearing you know when they were still at Infinity Ward they had yeah. Call of Duty 2 running on PS3 they ported it to have the engine ready for Call of Duty 4 I'm pretty oh, sure right. I remember hearing, but I'm not sure if it will come out on PS3 I think that's what it is getting the engine up and running yeah and I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the contract is between EA and Microsoft because, from what I can tell, as though it sold quite well for a new IP, I think EA had higher expectations for it. Yeah. From the conference calls, because they won't give out sort of full sales, the sales figures. They just said it shipped over a million in North America. I think they said. They uh-huh. Didn't give an exact number, so to me, it sounds like it hasn't done as well as they'd hoped or thought it would. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's an interesting observation. Um, Glenn, how about you?
1: Um, I think that this is a game that deserves to be on the PS4, and, and I'm not saying that to be cute. Um, PS4 has the larger install base, and we know that a large install base is important to developers, um, especially relatively unknown ones like Respawn. I think this Respawn did a phenomenal job with this. And they deserve to have a big audience for this game. Um, I think EA took this deal with Microsoft based on the premise that, oh, PS4 is going to suck or something like that. Like, there, there were rumors going around that that's what Microsoft felt um, in the beginning. And, you know, who, what kind of company wouldn't? You know, our product's going to be awesome. That's that's a good mentality for a business to have. You know, we're going to be great. So yeah. you should stick with us. <clears throat> um but at the same time, that's a game that never should have gone to one platform. Um, or or let me rephrase, because it's not just on one platform. It, it's, a, it's a game that never should have excluded any platforms. And um, I think that, yeah, Titanfall will eventually come to PS4. If the first one comes to PS4, that will be a nice little surprise. Um, because I think we were expecting, oh, Titanfall 2 will come to PS4. Um, that said now, there are a lot of, um, people who are like, uh, Titanfall, you know, we don't need that on PS4. And this goes back to the whole fanboy bull that I keep talking about. Um, all the people, a lot of the people who have said that are people who are PS4 gamers and therefore don't have Titanfall. So it, it feels like it's more of a, oh, you excluded us. We'll take that. You know, which is absolute bull, you know. If you're going to ignore a great game just because it originally wasn't on your favourite console, you know, that's that's pointless. That's absolutely pointless. Um, I would love to see this come to PS4. I would like to give it a try. I haven't gotten it for PC just yet. Um, so I, I'd like to see it on PS4, and I'd like it to be successful. Cool, man.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm sure um, that would be quite a surprise for... Um... A surprise announcement, free, free Titanfall. But I doubt if that. Will, well, we can hope, but who knows? Um, cool guys. Well, that's the uh, news for now. Um, we'll move on now to our topic of the week, uh, which, funny enough, is uh, E3, and uh, we're going to just go over. Uh, we, it was just announced that uh, Sony's press conference will take place on the uh, June the uh, June the ninth. I think it was. Um, I will just yeah, yeah June the ninth at six PM uh, PST uh which again i'm pretty sure well, i have i'm not looking at the moment but i'm pretty sure that's a ridiculous o'clock in the morning for um, two o'clock yeah again, yeah it's been like that for the past three years or so. yeah it's yeah. flashy yeah yeah crazy yeah so oh god you know you've got to be up for it oh yeah i have been i've been up forever yeah oh yeah I yeah i'm, I'm gonna watch it yeah yeah I, it. I, I go for a nap <laughs> go off to bed at like nine and then wake up about 12 <laughs> get some energy drinks um i imagine so we usually we we did a stream last year um but yeah more importantly though what are they going to show guys at Sony's conference that's what we're talking about that's why we're here um um we're just doing a basic um wish list or predictions you can be a bit crazy if you want to i uh there's actually been a lot of talk about last guardian recently and then it's going to be re-revealed for ps4 i certainly think that's a likelihood that it's going to be coming out on ps4 i don't think it's been cancelled um Jesus. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry again. Um Yeah. Um trust me, uh trust me, it's, it's difficult how considering how tired I am, but I will try. Uh, yeah, oh it's just mental man. Um I think the last guardian will certainly be announced for PS four. Um, hope, um I, I'm I'm more inclined to say it better be safe for TGS though, but I think we're seeing some, definitely some good um, new, um, new IP there for PS4. I think Vita will take a bit of a backseat, sadly, because this is going to be a PS4 show. I reckon I would like to think that, because uh, every year they usually have a major stage show demo, and Uncharted has been a lot of based on one for Uncharted 2 and 3. So I'd like to think that Uncharted 4, or whatever it's going to be called, will take uh, center stage this year, as well as possibly the order 1886. Um, I, I think it'd be great to see some new IP from the likes of... Um, well it would be great if it was from the um god of war guys um but their new one was cancelled i believe wasn't it uh, the uh, uh god sony Santa Monica's was cancelled so um but um, hopefully they're still working on hopefully they are still working on something else but um there's um if they are going to bring god of war ascension to ps4 which is rumored but i think that'd be a place to announce it um I, you know, I still think we're going to see some stuff like, you know, some third party stuff. Um, Resident Evil 7 is apparently meant to be there. I'd like to go out on limb and say that would be there. That'd be great. Um, Obviously, stuff, we've got um, a lot of stuff from EA going to be shown. Um, We've had, um, in the past years, we've had Assassin's Creed show up at the Sony conference. Like, um, I think last year they had um, Black Flag uh, running at the Sony conference. And I think it uh, crashed there as well, from what I remember there was some problems with speech and stuff. So that was quite uh, embarrassing for them, but it'd be cool if they, um, showcase some of that for PS4, especially cause it's going to be, um, obviously PS4 is lead platform for some of these games. So it'd be great if they took to the stage there. Um, it would be, um, I'd love to see something, uh, honestly for Vita, I would love to see something announced for Vita, like a Gran Turismo or, or a Metal Gear Solid, but I seriously doubt what's going to happen. Um, I think there'll be a bigger focus on indie games for PS Vita this year, and PS4 will take up much of the um, AAA games. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see something on Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy 15. Um I think those will probably be safe for TGS. But, um, yeah, um, I think Uncharted will definitely be the big game there this year. That's going to be, like, the main one. And um, The Order as well, like I said. And uh, I think Grand... Um, uh, it's too early for a new Gran Turismo, but I think we might... Uh, there might be a Port of Gran Turismo And uh, Rockstar Obviously I don't think we are anything really from Rockstar Because they're never there let's face it um, Off the top of my head though, That's all I can think of right now I think Uncharted 4 is definitely going to be there as, a, as kind of like the main showpiece event um, it, um, I'd like, It'd be great if um, Until Dawn showed its face That uh, PS Move game That was meant to be coming out for PS3 Because that's kind of like disappeared off the face of the earth But um, that'd be quite cool um, maybe Bioshock uh, on the Vita. <laughs> I'm totally joking about that. <laughs> uh, that never happened. Now, Jesus, where's our Bioshock Vita, Ken? Seriously. Um, yeah, um, but that's what I think anyway. Hopefully, I'm going to think. Of, hopefully, I think of something else while you guys speak because um, I had a really good list in my head, and for some reason, it's just not clicking right now. But yeah, I reckon. It, um, I reckon Resident Evil Seven would be my um, big third party game there. I'd like to see, but I think I think that's got a chance of showing up. And in terms of first party, definitely Uncharted and The Order. Those are going to take up a lot of room, and, and a healthy dose of um, new IP as well. Definitely, um, Drive Club will definitely be there as well. I think, uh, especially after the delay, because they want to show people how it's shaping up because it hasn't really, uh, there hasn't really been much of an update recently. Um, okay, we'll start with Paul again. What do you reckon to be there, Paul? You can go for, to- you know, it doesn't have to be entirely realistic. You can have your own, you can have a wish list as well. You know, how much? For the Vita, I just
2: want Gravity Rush Two to be
0: there. Sweet. <laughs> it was announced
2: at TGS last year, I think, for, uh, for Japan only. But we've yeah. not seen anything of it, so hoping that gets some sort of reveal.
1: I have Gravity Rush, <laughs> and I haven't gotten very far in it for some reason. It's it's not that it failed to hook me; like oh. it's interesting. I just haven't picked it up again. All oh, right. Uh-oh. Did I just kill the conversation? Fire, fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No man, I haven't actually played Gravity Rush actually, but uh, everyone keeps telling me how good it is. And um, Paul, for example, <laughs> should play it. Yeah, um, Paul. Uh, how about PS4?
2: Um, for PS4, I'm interested in those new trademarks that you know Sony have registered. Oh, recently. Project
0: Beast, yeah,
2: and all that. Or oh, Project of... Beast, I think yeah. that might be the. That'll yeah, probably be yeah, to yeah. Some... I think point. that might be Bloodborne. I think that might be the name because I don't think they're going to use the Souls name again. Or else they just use Demon Souls 2. Demon's Souls 2, yeah. Yeah. Um, Entwined could be anything. To me, it sounds like sort of a fantasy game for some reason. I think fantasy RPG with Entwined, sort of. Yeah. But I'm not sure. It could be something to do with Media Molecule and all those puppets on strings. That could be Entwined or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Kill strain. I'm hoping that's a Syphon Filter reboot. Because Syphon Filter is a virus. So... Until oh. that, and the PS2 Syphon Filter game was called Syphon Filter, the Amiga Strain. So I'm thinking, Kill Strain, Amiga Strain, so Syphon Filter, the Kill Strain. I'm hoping that's a oh, reboot. Yeah.
0: That was um, rumoured a few years ago, wasn't it? Syphon Filter, a new Syphon yeah. Filter. But it never came into fruition, yeah. Um, I, also, i just like to add... Um, to my list, um, PlayStation Now, that will definitely be there because it's rolling yeah, out right. in America in the summer. So I'm sure we'll see some more of that. Maybe something more on, maybe a few tidbits about um, Europe, but that most probably be Gamescom. Yep. Um, anything else to add, Paul? Um, to think For, what else? Third-party games, Resi 7 maybe? or uh,
2: Third-party, I think you're going to see Assassin's Creed. Some yeah. Description.
0: Yeah. Um, I think
2: we might see EA, though, They weren't there last year. Yeah, so I think the games are going to show. I think the show Star Wars Battlefront.
0: Yeah, it's so, going to be there. Star Wars has been confirmed.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean they'll show it at their own conference, but they might show it run on PS4 there's and maybe that the new Battlefield game, that rumored SWAT one. police.
0: Sweet. Wicked man, cool. And Destiny as well. That'll definitely be there. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Um, Glenn, G-Man, how about you?
1: You know, it's hard to top an E3 like we had last year. Um, it, it's hard to top a new uh, some, a new hardware release, um, E3, but I'd argue that this is one of the more important E3s that Sony and Microsoft have had because now that they've gotten so many millions of people to invest hundreds of dollars into their consoles, now this is the E3 where they need to tell all those people, you made the right decision. <clears throat> Excuse me, that you you made the right decision. We have some great content for you coming along because. Honestly, why would you buy a video game console for anything but the content? Um, I think you two covered most of what I was thinking. I think that we will see... Uh, I, we're definitely going to see some Destiny. I think we're definitely going to see some Drive Club. I hope to see yeah. some Division. I would like to see more of the Division. Um, we're definitely going to see the Order. Watchdogs will have already been released. I feel like it will, might still have some kind of promotion going on there. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. I, I feel like they're going to take all the projects that they originally announced that haven't been released yet, and probably update us on them, um, like the order, for instance. And has Diablo three or is it Diablo three? I think it's Diablo three. Has um, Blizzard given any updates on Diablo for PS four, or is that out yet? Or have i just missed it?
0: Um, I haven't been following Diablo. I haven't. I do write a lot. I write a lot of news for PSU. So, but I, I haven't. Um anything on Diablo for okay.
1: a while, so... Well, if I'm not living under a rock and it's not already out yet, we'll probably see something about that, too. Um, cool. I'd like to see them talk a little bit about the movies, the the video game movies that are coming out, because we're, we're seeing one on Ratchet & Clank next year. We're seeing... Yeah. Um, we are seeing... Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. We're seeing Sly Cooper. Um... So, and, and I think a couple others have been announced here and there. Like, there was an Uncharted movie announced years ago, and it's been going through all sorts of drama, and it's been started over, and directors have come and gone, and, you know, it would be yeah, cool. Be- I don't know what's happening with that. It would be cool to see that. I don't think it will be there, but it would be a lovely surprise. Um, that
0: nice. That really would. That would be
1: cool. It would be amazing. I'd love... Uncharted was built for the big screen. Like, if any game could succeed on the, the, on the, on the movie screen, it's Uncharted. Uh, Without a doubt, Uncharted Four will most certainly be there. Um, I hope that it's not a prequel. I really hope it's not a prequel. Um, Yeah, I I hope it's not a prequel. And yeah, no, great. More of a fantasy thing. Um, Again, I know that they're already working on um, Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox, but I would like to see Insomniac. uh, release another ratchet and clank i'd love to see ratchet and clank come out again um i think that there was one more thing i was going to say what was it it's on the tip of my tongue was it third party i don't know (laughs) i don't know might have lost it um as for final fantasy and all that yeah i think that will be on tokyo games show or or gamescom maybe i don't know at the earliest, I, I don't think that they're going to be ready to talk too much about that yet, but I, I, yeah. I doubt that Square Enix is going to be silent for E3, so like, I, I'm sure they're going to be there, so I, I feel like they'll say something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it was I was thinking of. It'll probably come to me after we're done recording, so.
0: The Last Guardian, maybe?
1: Last Guardian? No, it wasn't The Last Guardian, but um, okay. that will... <laughs> it feels weird to say that will be announced because we've been <laughs> saying that for yeah. how many years now? So, um, yeah, as Five for, ago, it yeah, seems. as for Vita. Yeah. I think that there, there's going to be content for Vita. I don't think they're going to leave the Vita silent. At least I hope not. Um, I'm sure Shyat is hard at work with content for Vita and indies. Um, as for triple A games, I haven't heard anything that would suggest that one is on the way, except maybe for our interview with him where he said that stuff's on the way. Um, Basically, yeah. I, I don't
0: say that for Gamescom.
1: Sure, maybe they'll say that for Games. I don't know. We might we we might see something at E3, but I don't yet have a big reason to believe that there will be anything. Um, again, I feel like yeah, this exactly. is going to be the the E3 where you're assuring your customers you made the right choice. Um, here's all the content that's coming yeah. your way. So I feel like this is yeah. this is going to be PS4's show here. Um, Definitely right. But if we do see some Vita, I think we'll we'll see some more indies for sure. And I would like to see another AAA game for it. I'd like to see another Tearaway for it, you know? And not not just a port of, of some other game or some other franchise, but like a game for Vita, that would be really cool.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, something like Tearaway would be great. Pretty good game. Um, cool, guys. Uh, well, the rest of you guys, our listeners, um, give us um, an email, uh, podcast at com um, or send us a tweet on Twitter. Um letting us know what you think is going to be announced at E3. Not just what you think, but also what you'd like. There's a difference there, remember, because let's face it, a lot of the time, everything we want to be announced isn't always announced. But um, yeah, let us know, guys. Um, Cool. We're just over 40 minutes in, and we're going to move on to um, our reviews now. Uh, There's been three gone up in the last week. Uh, God of War Collection PS Vita review. This was written by Dane Smith. Uh, Milk and a cash cow that has already been milked to death. He gave us a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, A lot of you disagree with this. Um, Summary, only trophy hunters and hardcore fans of the series will have the need to play through the original games for yet another time. He liked the engrossing soundtrack, the various special abilities that liven up the button mash, and however he disliked the wonky touchback controls, uh, the quick-time prompts were cut off due to the small screen size, and the fact that it's yet another rehash for the series. As I said, a lot of people disagreed, and there were a few rather, uh, shall we say, fruity comments in the uh, section. Uh, (laughs) Uh, <laughs> well, it was yeah. Um, one guy eloquently put, "Dame review equals sucks." He wrote that is S U X X, and I hope Kratos kill you. So legit. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> yes, yes. It, it uh, reminds
2: me of Grand Theft Auto Vice. It can be sucks. It's spelt the same way.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but seriously, guys, uh, we uh, you know. Um, if, uh, you know, we always welcome um, criticism, constructive criticism. And just remember, guys, at the end of the day, it's only an opinion, you know. He's not looking to, we are not looking to piss people off intentionally. He's just reviewing it. It's his experience with the game. We're not trying to upset anyone. So please, you know, just calm down. Take it easy. <laughs> Chill out. Grab a cup of tea.
1: The one thing that I will take away from him is that um, taking away points from the game because he doesn't like it's a rehash, I, I don't think that that's, um, that's fair to the game. But otherwise, there's
0: nothing wrong yes. with this review. Yeah, I, I actually. Um, <laughs> it's funny about this because I was actually really, really hoping to review this game, but unfortunately, there was a communication breakdown. Communication breakdown is Led Zeppelin saying. Um, <gasps> so, yeah, and unfortunately, I was not um, able to review it because I never actually played God of War 1 and 2, and I still haven't yet. So, um, I have to know. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Well, um, I was really hoping to get to that, so um, it'd be interesting to see what I would have said about the game, actually. But, um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it's um, just for the sake of um, having a different view. I think if you're a God of War fan, you'll definitely like it. It's it's great. It's a a very faithful port, but um, it's nothing new. You know, if if that's what you want, then get it. I think that's pretty much uh, what we can summarise from that. Uh, Next up, Chris Clement reviewed uh, Sports Friends. Never heard of this. Uh, He gave it a six. Uh, he summarizes a collection of fun, forgettable minigames, sports friends demands local players with struggles to be the life of the party. He liked the uh, Barbarie. Re- what the hell? <laughs> Barabia Ball steals the show, whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting controls. Uh, yeah, this is uh, lost on me. It's like Greek salad. Uh, uh, However, he dislikes the um, J- uh, JS Joust isn't fun, and that was no online. Uh, that was, of course, uh, that was written by Chris. Our uh, awesome technical guy, top bloke, who will be on the podcast in the near future again, I like to add. Uh, he gave that a 6 out of 10. Um, last but not least, as soon as this page loads, we have MLB14 The Show for PS4, reviewed by Timothy Nunes. Uh, he gave us a 9 out of 10 high score this week. Uh, he summarizes, not much keeps MLB 14 Michelle on PS4 from being the very best it can be on almost all levels. Though some uncommon visual and network discrepancies linger, San Diego Studios raises the bar that it's set for the last eight years in baseball simulation. Awesome. Um, he liked uh, the authentic broadcast level presentation, the, actual, uh, the fact that the actual online play works smoothly, and the butter smooth frame rate. However, you dislike the peculiar network issues, uh, the fact that the peculiar network issues linger, uh, the sporadic facial detail lowers realism, and the fact that it boasts a lengthy install periods. And that, again, was by Timothy Nunes, A 9 out of 10, for MLB show on PS4. So, obviously, massive, massive series in America, not so much over here. In fact, I don't even know if they sell this over here. I imagine you have to import it. Uh, have you seen it in the shops over here, Paul, MLB? Um, it's available digitally. Digit- digitally, there we go. I think the PS4 version has been delayed, though, for some reason. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Um, yeah, that's a massive series in America. And um, each year I, I seem to read about these. I read, I usually read a lot of the MLP reviews because uh, our, our old um, editor, Adam Dolge, used to do them. And for some reason, I found myself quite intrigued by them, even though I know nothing about PlayStation 4 and never don't know how to play it. But it seems like a really, really authentic kind of... Uh, kind of uh, recreation of the um, sport actually it seems like they do a great job so props to them Um, that's the reviews guys like I said I was only three this week now we move on to uh, what we've been playing Um, I'm just going to give myself a voice my voice arrest, rest and probably give me a (laughs) time if I feel a yawn marathon coming on then I don't need to it while I'm talking because it's like like, it's late here and I'm tired Um, so Glenn we'll start with you mate what's been um, eating up your time even though you're quite a busy guy Yeah.
1: I, I just finished my semester of college, spent some time up, uh, moved out of my place where I was staying, drove up to Knoxville with all my stuff for my best friend's graduation. Congratulations, Amanda and Ryan. Um, and then yesterday I drove 9.5 hours down here to Orlando on about three hours of sleep. And so oh I was quite God. exhausted yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I have been gaming, I've mostly. Not very much. I'm certainly turning that around. Even as we speak, I'm planning what I'm going to be playing. Um, mm-hmm. But I have. I just got a copy of Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS. Uh, of course, uh-huh. I, I can't just have Pokemon on my console. I mean, I, I have to have something else. And so far, I'm intrigued. Like, I thought it was going to be like an RPG-type thing. And it is. It takes you through this story, which is really cool. But then your actual gameplay, you have this... Um, you have this game board, and, and you, you're you matching stats, and it's more of a strategy game than anything. And it was a, it was a nice surprise, and, and I love it. It's it's interesting, and the gameplay is, is actually pretty fun, so I'm enjoying it. Definitely recommend it. It's been getting some good reviews, too. Um, Pokemon X I've been playing, too, yes. I've also been trying to squeeze in some time for Final Fantasy X, which Ben got me for my birthday. Thank you again, Ben. I know I've thanked you like a billion times already, but that's okay. Here's a billion and one. Um, which is also a massively fun game, although I don't like Blitzball. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of Blitzball just yet. I find it a little confusing, so well, let's hope I get a little better at it.
0: Well, I'm still, I'm still amazed that you did that massive drive on three hours sleep. That's incredible. I suddenly feel um, I have no right to be tired tonight at all after hearing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went to bed because we were out celebrating the graduation, and then I was like, guys, I have to get to sleep, and like two hours later, it's 11 o'clock. And I wake up at 2 oh. to drive um, because oh. going through Atlanta, I want to miss all that traffic. So, Yeah. yeah. I think at oh, one man. point I just like pulled in behind a hotel and just took a nap in my car for about half an hour and kept going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. Cool, man. Um, Paul, how about you, buddy? What have you been playing lately? Um, like I mentioned before, I
2: play Call of Duty Ghosts. It was yeah. the um, free weekend that they released where you could play it three maps and a few modes. For, it was actually better than I was expecting. I was expecting absolute awfulness, but the biggest thing for me was that horrible frame rate. Right? That was just. Yeah.
1: You know, I feel like they've really been cool. seriously promoting Call of Duty Ghosts like just a month uh, for Black Friday, not a very short time after it came out. Um, Amazon was giving yeah. it away for like 30 bucks, and I've seen like a dozen sales on it since.
0: Declining sales, I'm guessing. But
1: they're trying to give the thing oh, away. Right. Yeah.
0: You sure it's not because of all the DLC and stuff that's come out for it?
2: Uh, I don't think so, because they've been doing that for a while and they've never had to resort to this type of thing. Normally, the DLC basically just sort of sells itself and markets oh.
0: itself. But with like the free weekends and things like that, it's... all oh, right. Okay, fair enough. I, yeah. I, I never played Ghost, so I can't comment. Um, anything else? Battlefield 4, as usual. That's sort of a different shooter. You
2: know, whereas Call of Duty Ghosts, it's just sort of a lone wolf thing where there's yeah. battlefield, there's more variety, and you have to work as a team, so. Cool. Have That's you, um, did you encounter the well, Giant Shark or whatever it is? <laughs> I haven't seen it, no, I've not really for it, to be honest, it's just. All right. It's, it seems like a fun Easter egg, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not really bothered about it, to be honest. Yeah, That's it. Cool. I've not had much time for anything else.
0: Cool, man. Um, sweet. Well, um, Glenn's just, um, said be right back. So anyway, I've got to discuss mine. So that's cool. Um, I've been, uh, I've been on a bit of war thunder, um, got a few more planes and stuff as America. So going up the ranks there, um, it's just been dipping in and out really. Uh, apart from that, I've actually, um, I'm still going for GTA, um, Liberty city Stories slowly and soul sacrifice. Uh, I've actually started, um, Tekken tag, uh, tournament two again, I've been going online because I'm so out of practice on that, and I've gone on to um, some of the ranked matches this time because usually I've just gone playing matches. But I've gone to the ranked matches, and you know, I, I mentioned all this shit before, and I could go on about right. it again, by way, but you I won't. Who's, who's your main character on second? Oh, it's um, Kazuya, and I've um, tagged oh, right, yeah. Kazuya and Armour King. It used to be Kazuya and Hayachi, but I need, I'm out of practice with Hayachi and Nina <laughs> and Brian. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, it, it doesn't change at all. Uh, you still get. Loads of mouthy fucking teenagers sending you hate um, mail all the time. I mean, I uh, welcome back then. <laughs> I um, got I, I beat some guy. I can't remember who it was, and he sent me a title. He sent me a message saying "jackass," and it's just like <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, right, it doesn't offend me in the least. So I think it's yeah. just it's just. I mean, the same this kind of stuff is like saying the sky's blue. You know, at the end of the day, every game has this kind of thing, but it just amazes me is just how sad people can be it's just like this whole online the whole online community is full of these it's like this this dude said um this guy, uh this guy who posted war thunder videos called jingles he said it's the internet it's where assholes live and i think that just sums it up it really does it's just i can't believe how sad people are that they want to you know they just can't these people they don't play the game for fun they play it for the win and obviously you want to win but the whole point of playing Tekken or any game, for that matter, should be having fun. And to just cuss someone out just because you beat but you were defeated, it's just pointless to me. I just, I maybe, I, like I said, I'm I don't play many online games, so this kind of stuff to me is kind of like it's like. You know, it's it's different. It's like for Everyone else is like, oh yeah, everyone's like that, mate. You know, I've mean, you know, people who play Call of Duty online, they've they've got used to that shit years ago. But for someone like me who doesn't, it's just like, wow, are people really like this? It's just I can't get, I just can't understand it. Sometimes it's just like so, jeez, it's just like I, I said to the guy, like, dude, grow up. It's a game, seriously. So yeah, but anyway, I don't let that deter me. I still enjoy the game. And I like the fact that they let you um, fight people who are more around your rank now, so you don't have to get pummeled by Tekken gods and all of these kind of people. It's just with ridiculous ratios. Like, I saw one guy who had had 193 wins and no losses. It's insane. I mean, seriously. um, But these must be professional gamers. I mean, I, I, I don't have enough time to do that with Tekken, but... I love Tekken, so yeah, it's good to get to practice in.
1: Mike, have you ever listened from... Have you listened to um, episode 8 of RDGH?
0: I haven't, no. Sorry, I'm terrible. I need to get around to this. Why?
1: Because that was the episode where we had a, a, a nice big rant about internet fanboys.
0: Oh, brilliant. I'll give that a listen. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll play that on Monday when I'm at work. Um, apart from that, I don't really think I've been on much else. Um, uh, I... I Play through Resident Evil Zero a bit. I'm just finishing up on my latest file with that. Just looking behind me now, no, I think that's been a bit, edge, to be honest with you guys, I haven't, I've actually been purposefully taking, making a conscious effort to play a few, um, play less games actually, because I've been a bit tired and I just, I just fancy watching um, some DVDs, which I haven't done in ages. So I just pulled out my Only Fools and Horses box set and I've been watching those most nights. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's a very popular English comedy over here. Um, but yeah, um, still enjoying myself, still enjoying Vita I want to put more time into my Vita uh, I'm having, What I'm planning to do, I can tell you what I'm planning to do I'm having a break from sandbox games for now Because I just through, went through three massive rockstar games L.A. Noir, Red Dead and GTA 4 So I'm having a break now, going through a few other things And then I'm going to start GTA 5, which is the first time through for me in the summer. So I'm just having a little bit of a breather before I dive into that sandbox again. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me guys. Um, before we carry on, uh, cause we're coming towards the end of the show, uh, we've got some emails to um, read out and like an idiot. I just loaded up Amazon on the page. I was, I had the email open on, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did, but I, I'm trying, I need to buy some more Marvel films cause I haven't um, got many of them. Uh, But yeah, we've got uh, some from Alfonso, so I'll read his out first, as per usual. Uh, So, there we go. Uh, This one is uh, on May 8th. This is the um, only one we got. uh, (coughs) He was going to say... when uh, Call, Call of Duty Ghost was released, I'm going to mention it again to me. Call of Duty continues to go down the hill. Last Call of Duty game I played was Modern Warfare 2 because all the rest after was disappointing. And I know I know, my, uh, I know model, uh, Advanced Modern Warfare will join the disappointment list, uh, but I've got a bit tongue tied there. Um, yeah, so Fonz isn't much of a fan of Call of Duty, basically. Uh, this was in response to our um, discussion on Call of Duty last podcast in regards to Advanced Warfare. Um, Fonz, I'm with you there for a bit, to be honest. I don't I don't hate Call of Duty, but it has each um, kind of like each episode has just got a bit less, more or less interesting for me. I I still think I still think Modern Warfare um, one is the best one, and I still love two because I'm a big World War Two buff. So those two will always be my favourites. But I haven't said, that, I enjoyed World at War, I enjoyed Black Ops, but. There's just something about them that, I don't know, I think it's just because they're just they're becoming, becoming too much like disposable Hollywood popcorn movies. But no offence, Paul, I know you enjoy Ghost, but we're just, um, you know, I'm hoping to jump back on again at some point. Um, actually, Paul, while I'm looking up this email, did you um, what's the um, story like in Ghost? Would you say it's decent or not?
2: It's a multiplayer. Three thing, I've not played single player. That's All right, okay. All right,
0: okay. It's a free multiplayer us. weekend. Oh, cool. I've okay. not
2: played single player.
0: All right, cool. Well, um, I guess I'll have to try that out sometime. Um, okay, this one's from Brett Johnson, guys. Um, it's great to hear from you again, Brett. This is quite a lengthy email, actually, but I will read it. Um, hope everyone is doing well. I want to bring up a discussion of game reviews and the low scores that scorn them. I know this is nothing new in the gaming community, but it is something that has been bothering me lately with the new current-gen PS4 games that are coming out. <clears throat> Most recently, the ones that come to mind is the review for Daylight that got, uh, on PSU that got five out of, 5.5 out of 10 by Alex. Uh, Now, I don't have any problem with any reviewer giving any game out there a low score because that's their opinion and how they felt when they reviewed it, and I respect that, and I also take it into consideration when making my choice to play that game or not. But it doesn't mean, however, that I will have the same opinion as they they did, nor any other game they review for that matter. In fact, in most cases, I don't always agree with low-scored games, which is my point here. I have my own opinion, and that's okay, but I don't think it's okay when people judge something without ever experiencing it for themselves and call it terrible it bothers me to see that so many people just look at a review score of the number and say things like total trash overhyped and seems like and seems like a trend for overhyped games late like, without ever playing anything for themselves now, how could you possibly know that just because someone else didn't like it means you won't like it either? It is just baffling to me that people don't have their own opinion nowadays. This goes for other mediums such as movies and TV shows, but let's focus on games for now. Uh, we're just wrapping up with this email in case you guys want this, so don't worry. I found this unfortunate re- um, lately because there are so many great games coming out that most, of us, that most pe- people would just find straight up right write them off and not play them because it didn't get a seven or higher. I expect it's even worse for the developers who worked for years on their game to make sure it to make it the way they envisioned and happy with it. Yet many gamers won't even touch it because of low scores. I wonder if taking the number out of reviews entirely would encourage everyone to try it out for themselves and make their opinion. What do you guys think? Will there be a day when reviews will be seen for what they are as one person's opinion, certainly not how the game actually is? Sorry for the long email. Take care. Um, First of all, thanks for that email, Brett. It's really, um, it's actually really good to have a nice opinion piece like that, um, as it were. Um, I actually agree with you. Um, There's something about the number system that doesn't always work, but we try to... um, uh, I think uh, for PSU's one, I think the increments we go up in 0.5 increments. I certainly think that's better than other sites where they have ridiculous things like they go up 0.1, 0.2, 0.3 like that. I think I don't understand how people can come to a score and say, hmm, this game is 8 point... It's not quite a 9. We give it an 8.8 or an 8.9. It's just I don't see how that works, to be honest. I, I think... 0.5 0.5 increments are much better, but back to your origin, uh, your main point about uh, looking at the scores and everything and saying you know, I think, um, I do think that it's, um, I I definitely see what you're saying because a lot of the games that I, um, I've i liked in the past, I won't go into them because there's so many, but um, this this going back like 10 years or so as well, but there's been many games that I've enjoyed that have got really bad, you know, quite middling reviews. And had I, been, had I been the type to actually look at the score and think, Oh, well that's crap. I won't bother. I wouldn't have got the game and enjoyed it. So I totally agree with you there. I think, I think there's a, uh, I certainly think for games that are universally panned, it's different because you can't really say no to pretty much every. If a game is like scoring twos or whatever across the board, then I think it's something that I'd rather avoid. But I think if there's uh, certainly uh, games that are polarizing, which some may get five, four, a five or a six, and in others they get, I've seen them get, um, you know, eight sevens, eights, and nines. Even I think it's definitely, you know, you shouldn't just, you know. There's, you know you catch one of those reviews and it 's like a low one like a five and then you find you know you see it 's got like an eight somewhere else it 's like you, you definitely want to check it out for yourself because it, this, the, the opinions are so diverse it 's like well i can 't find a general consensus there so it 's just best to go and try for myself and i 've certainly done that um, i think uh, i think um just turn around there looking at my shelf Lord of the Rings, um war in the north was quite um a, uh, that was quite uh, a game that got quite a few different scores and I um, I d- actually dismissed it because of that, but then my uh, my buddy said, "Hey, you should try this out." So I did, and guess what? I actually enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun on the co-op, especially. Um, so I do agree with you, Bill. I think numbers can definitely. Um, uh, they're they they're not always a good they're not always a good thing, but I, I st- definitely stand by our scores, and I think that the 0.5 point five increments worth. But yeah, I would say you should definitely check things out, especially when it comes to um, if you can't really make up your minds. If if you see a lot of scores and you can't make up your mind, and I, I would dive in and definitely try things out um, because I've done it before so many times, and I constantly say that I'm glad I did because if it had been if it had been down to me looking at the score and saying oh that that's not that good, I would have missed out on quite a few good games. So I'm happy I did that, and that goes back to my game um, days and that goes back to like pff, the late '90s and stuff. I remember doing that for specific. I remember one game, Mr. Bones for the Sega Saturn. You know, some people hated that game. And others, thought, yeah, and others were like, mm, actually, it's not too bad. You know, it's quite a cult sort of game. You know what? I took a chance and I loved it. So that's just an example, but an old example. But, yeah, I do agree with you with that. Um, how about uh, you two? Do you have anything um, to add about this? Paul, do you reckon um, you should um, test, try things for yourselves and not always listen to a score? I do.
2: Uh, I'm, in an ideal word, I think you'd let the words of the review stand on the run without some arbitrary score. Yeah, and every time you read a review you have to remember it's not fact it is one person's opinion Opinion. Yeah. what you have to do I think and this goes to anyone you have to find reviewers who match your taste in games who (laughs) like the same things you do and you're more likely to sort of be able to match the things that you like to them and if they say the game's good you're more likely to try it and if they say it's crap then it's probably crap for you yes
0: exactly i i agree with that i'd actually like to add brett that's something at PSU what we try and do we do try and um attach um reviewers to games which um people were a fan of like for me for example i'm big on action adventure and survival horror so for example i would always review resident evil games because i know them very well and i give an honest opinion as well and i can be objective as well but i i find that um if you've got people who are like for example paul as well paul is um Paul's one of the few uh, p- uh, um, people on staff who actually like racing games. So we always tend to have Paul do racing games like formula one and uh, Gran grand Turismo six year reviewed as well. Didn't you yeah. Paul? Cause, um, he knows these games well and he caters to the people, the audience who are going to want to pr- um, play these games and review review. It makes sense that we have someone like Paul review a racing game. Same for me on, um, resident evil, silent hill, things like that. So that- that's important too. Definitely. Um, Glenn, do you have anything to add at all?
1: Definitely. I definitely 100% feel where he's coming from. Um, I did the review, actually, for Infamous Second Son back in March, and I gave that game a 10. Oh, yes. I felt it deserved a 10. I still feel it deserved a 10. Um, <clears throat> and, oh, I, goodness, we got so many comments um, and a lot of them were yeah, like, fine. oh, it's overhyped, and, you know, they're biased, and they got paid by Sony, which is just ridiculous. If we got paid by Sony, don't you think we'd be a better site? Seriously. But, um, you know, I, I didn't get a penny for it. I just felt like it deserved a 10. And I just yeah. got so much flack from so many people about, oh, we gave it a 10. And what's interesting is I looked at some of the other reviews, and, you know, some of them, the game lost a lot of uh, lost points from a lot of reviewers for some really ridiculous reasons, like the fact that it plays like an yes. infamous game. It, it is an infamous game. Why would it playing like an infamous game be a bad thing? I don't understand that. Um, so you know, the whole point system is so convoluted, and, and you know, I don't really think many people read the review. Forget looking up the game and and seeing for yourself. I don't even think a lot of people read the review. I think a lot of people just look at the score. just look at the score, yeah. Which is ridiculous. And the score does have have its place. For instance, I just said a little while ago that I picked up a copy of Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, I was actually weighing between Fire Emblem Awakening and Bravely Default, which I've also heard is a very fun game. And, you know, I was like, hmm, which one will I like more? Well, I don't have that much money to spend, you know. I I can only buy one. Which one do I like more? So I turned to reviews. And, you know, I saw that Fire Emblem has been getting a lot of great scores, and so has Bradley Default. But some of the reviews said that Fire Emblem had really fun gameplay and a really good story. And they said some some of the same stuff about Bravely Default. But then that score kicked in. And I was like, oh, well, across the board, this is getting higher scores. So let me try a demo of it and and let me buy it. And, you know, I'm happy with that. That's what a score should be. A score should be a guide. A score is not an end-all, be-all decision on whether a game is good or not. And I I think that it's ridiculous that a lot of people do that. A lot of people take it that way. And in fact, I really kind of wish that we had Kotaku's system, because Kotaku ignores scores altogether. They just say yes, buy this game, or no, don't buy this game. That's it. Yeah. Uh, And I I think that that would a cause more people to actually read the review and understand why it it, why it got a certain result on the review, um, which people don't seem willing to do in the first place. Um, and B, it would take away this nickel and dime sensation, um, or I guess for British people, Pence, um, sensation of, you know, I have to, it has to score like exactly .5 this and, you know, this, this technicality. You can't have such technicalities on something that's so subjective, all right? It doesn't, it doesn't blend together very well. When you're measuring something subject, subjective with such a straight scale, that doesn't work. So, my encouragement to everybody is don't just pay attention to the score, don't pay attention to the number, because there are so many reasons why a game might get a number, okay? A number is just representative of the reviewer's opinion of the game, which is in the review. So, first of all, yes, observe the score, but A, read the flippin' review, okay, and B, Don't read just one review. I mean, there's a bunch of them. And there's a bunch of reasons why games score what they do. And C, actually do some research on the game for yourself. Because a review is an opinion. A review is an opinion. It is one, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I did not like... There, there are some games that I've reviewed that I don't like, that I didn't like. But that does not mean that you won't like it. Okay. So don't just take someone's opinion as fact, okay? Try it out for yourself and see if you might personally like to play this game.
0: Nicely said, Glenn. Nicely said. Totally agree. Um, well, we're about ready to wrap things up now, guys. And I do apologize as well to re- uh, listeners and you guys for I've been yawning a few times. That's not me being unprofessional. I just honestly am exhausted today. It's, and I'm um, not abortion, is it's... Um, as a result of an intensive training thing I've been doing the last few weeks and stuff. And it's just honestly just catching up on me. Uh, and it's kind of late here. Um, but yeah, uh, well guys, um, first of all, gonna, first of all I'm time. about to
1: go talk to Dane for RDGH. It's like seven something in the morning for him. Oh
0: dear. <laughs> Jeez. Um, well Glenn, actually we'll kick things off with you. Um, if you want to contact us guys, uh, you can also, uh, you can contact me at my at PSU.com. Uh, you can contact Glenn,
1: Go Glenn underscore on Twitter, G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore on Twitter or on email by email at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes um, because if you do so, you can get both of our amazing podcasts, PlayStation and Unchained and RG8, I can't speak, R-D-G-H, downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. Uh, and also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M at psu.com
0: awesome man yeah I was just I was, I'm just saying that's your segment there man so take it away okay. <laughs> you've had so much better because I have trouble I have pr- trouble pronouncing our twitter thing for some stupid reason I think I popped <laughs> it up about two or three times in one part
1: <laughs> like, um, uh, uh, right I've had practice
0: <laughs> um, finally you can contact Paul Mr. Kelly at uh, Paul um,
2: email is paul.kelly at psu.com and my twitter is at paul
0: underscore kelly one number wicked. one wicked um shout out so just like uh, first of all shout out to you guys thanks for joining me again that's been a great podcast <clears throat> even though a tiring one um also to our listeners um especially brett uh fonz don if you're listening uh the rest of the PSU crew uh my buddy richard walker who i met at the uh, metal Gear Solid event i know i mentioned that every episode but he's a top guy um <laughs> uh, Ben's ending oh sorry that's just a message um Glenn just sent me um Ben's ending I'm not really sure what he means by that uh but uh, before I <laughs> I know what it means oh you do okay yeah okay well um, I'll let one of you guys do the ending because I'm not really sure what it is um uh, guy, uh before we do that though Glenn do you have any shout outs at all?
1: Um, I do have some shout-outs. shout out to my friends who graduated. Congratulations once again. Uh, shout-out to all of our listeners, without whom we would be absolutely nothing. Thank you for listening and for viewing us on PSU.com.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, Paul, do you have any shout-outs at all? Uh, I'm going to have a shout-out to Ben Chili. The work that he does for the
2: site, not just obviously here on the podcast, but behind the scenes and everything, and the stuff he does for the community is very admirable, and so...
0: Yes, take the well-earned rest, Yeah, plus one, plus one, as they write on Yeah, plus one for me. Yeah, Ben. Awesome, man. Hope to see you back next week, Ben. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Well, uh, that about wraps it up. Um, (laughs) You be Mike Paul and I'll be Ben. Okay. (laughs) Well, I better leave this to um, Glenn and Paul. We've got to close the show Ben style, apparently. So um, I will see you again next week, guys. And, um, well, I'll hand it over to the rest of you um i'll just say it's a good night from me
1: and a good night from him
0: (laughs) brilliant see you guys